Welcome to the Conscious Healing Podcast with Mona Loring. This is a show that marries the mystical with the practical to help you with your spiritual healing. Whether you're newly curious about what's behind the veil or you're well into your spiritual journey, this show offers a grounded exploration into all you've been seeking. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Conscious Healing Podcast. If you've never listened before and this is the episode you've chosen, it's interesting to me that you've chosen one about color and the frequencies of color and color healing. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I want to start this episode out before we we bring Walla on for the interview to just chat a little bit about what color is and the frequencies of color and how color comes into healing. Obviously, I, I don't want to say too much and I want you to hear it from her a little bit, but just to preface the interview, I want to talk about my experience with color. And, you know, I've always been someone who I love certain colors and anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with pink potentially like ad nauseum. And I I just love blush pink colors, like light, soft energy um, that the colors bring to me. I love, you know, really light blues and greens, basically like what my sister always makes fun of me and says, you love all the light baby shower colors. <laughs> um, and perhaps that's true. But for me, it's very soothing. I like soothing colors around me. And as much as I love, you know, if you look at my garden, I love vibrant pops of color, purples, oranges, reds, yellows. I love color in that way in nature. For me, when it comes to my environment, I choose to have really soft colors. My home is is much more muted. Um, you know, I have a very soft color. Um, it's called Robin's Nest. I always love that name. Blue couch with a lot of white in my home. Um, you know, I have dark woods but then I balance it with a lot of white everywhere. And for me, that's the energy I'm building around me. So as you're listening to this episode, start thinking about for you, what colors do you surround yourself with? Do you surround yourself with color? Do you not? Should you? What can that bring for you? And you know, you'll, you'll learn a little bit about color and, and what the frequencies are in, in this episode. And another thing that you might want to look into again, if you haven't listened to my chakra episode, you might even want to go back to that and how the chakras relate to colors and the frequencies and what they symbolize, because that could be really helping helpful for you for this episode too. But, you know, just think about yourself because again, for me, when I, when I, create all the episodes of my podcast. It's not only to bring forward incredible people that I really want to highlight in this world to you all. I want you guys to take this information to help you heal. And heal means a lot of different things, right? Learn, grow. And in this episode, I just want you to really think about your relationship with color and think about what you may need more of and why and and how that might associate to the colors that you have around you. Sometimes when I do a healing with a client, spirit will tell me that they need either a certain crystal or they need to wear and be around a certain color. Uh, It doesn't happen all the time. And so it's very specific when it does come up. And, you know, it, it usually for me ties into them balancing and aligning their chakra or, you know, building up the energy of a weaker chakra. And for example, obviously one of the most popular ones you might imagine would be rose quartz and the pink because of heart energy and the fact that a lot of people need to balance and realign their heart chakra, right? And I get the download, okay, make sure this person gets a rose quartz and they work with rose quartz. Make sure this person has some pink around them or some green around them. And it's always interesting too, and I've said this in a past episode, how some people are heart chakra pink and some people are heart chakra green. I I, I go with both, um, but some people are, I know spirit says, do not say pink to them, they will not resonate, say green, or they say do not say green and then they resonate with pink. And it, it depends on how your frequency and your general frequency combined all around you of your energy works in with in, in collaboration with that frequency of that color for you. I'm going a little further. I always end up rambling about these things, but I get so into everything I'm saying to you guys. So I work with color, like I said, in ev- every single day and in my spiritual practice and as well as my clients' healings. And 
Color, as I'm saying, is it's a frequency. And I want you to just take away what color you tend to wear and why. I wear a lot of black. At least I used to. I, I don't wear as much black as I used to, but I still wear a lot of black. And there's not a lot of symbolism behind why I wear a lot of black. I've had different spiritual people comment on that before and say it's because I am trying to protect myself and shield off energy, which I thought was strange because black to me, I've always thought of, you know, as a kid, I always heard like sun attacks black. And so I didn't like to wear, you know, black in the summer because it would make me really hot. And so that always stuck with me. And it's because black absorbs, right? Black is the absorbing of every frequency of every color. White is the repeller. And so, you know, I've also heard how, you know, in in the religious world, how, you know, priests and and clergymen and, you know, they wear white and they're bouncing that off. Granted, nuns are wearing black. So again, that's an interesting conversation, the nuns that wear the black. But, you know, for me with wearing black, it quite honestly, hey, you know what? It makes me feel like I I look a little thinner. (laughs) And that's one of the reasons I just black is slimming and I like it. Um, I like the color black because it it goes with, you know, whatever color hair I have. I usually have, you know, certain shades of, you know, darker hair or even when I had my highlights, it just looked good. So for me, it was just an appearance thing. I don't believe I really ever analyzed what it was doing to my energy or for my energy. Now, what's interesting about the colors that I wore, though, was that once I got my uh, my mastership in Reiki, uh I remember my, my Reiki master who was teaching me saying, you know, whenever you show up, don't wear black and make sure that you're wearing really light colors that will be able to work really well with your energy. And I had never really considered that before with my energy work of what color I'm wearing. And to be honest, I still don't today, even though she said that. But when she said that to me, I remember thinking, you know, I, first of all, almost every pair of bottoms I have, pants, skirts, whatever, is black. I mean, my closet, the bottoms are primarily black. It's just what I like. It goes with everything and it's my world. So I was like, oh my gosh, like what other color pants do I have? And I, and I found a pair of gray linen pants that I wore that day. And I was like, gray is not really right. It's not going to vibrate right. But you know what? It did not make any difference. It did not matter. But it does affect your energy in the sense of what you let it do. So today, for example, I'm wearing an off-white cream sweater and I feel lighter like when I look down at myself the the brightness of the color makes me feel lighter and I think that if I was wearing a black top I would have a different energy about me and ironically I don't have an answer for you and I, I would think that I would with all this rambling I'm doing about colors and what they mean as to what black would mean for me I genuinely don't have any type of analysis of how black makes me feel or how it vibrates I you know, it's the absence of all color to many people, but it's really all colors together. So in a way, it's just bringing everything in at once and it's just a higher potential energy in that way. But I don't know, you know, and I, as usual, I always say everybody thinks different things and it's, it's all about what's right to them and works for them. But think about what colors you wear to bring it back after rambling for God knows how long, sorry, you know, and, and think about, why you may be attracted to wearing a lot of red or why you may be attracted to wearing a lot of green or if you're like me, which many people are. And also let me tell you, I'm a publicist and it is practically the uniform of all publicists, talent publicists, I should say, to wear black. We just do. You're supposed to kind of blend into the background whenever you're with someone. You're supposed to let your your talent, which is the actor, you know, stand out And so, you know, they even tell actors when they're on a red carpet, you know, don't wear black, you know, you really want to pop. And so that's part of why I wear black is because it was also instilled in me and it feels right to me to wear that color to just kind of dim myself in the background to let my client shine. But this is about me and my energy work. And perhaps that's just a habit that's remained after, you know, 16 years of being a publicist like that. I don't know. Um, And I'm going to have to self-reflect on that, not on your time on this podcast episode. But I do want you to consider the color you wear and why. The colors of your surroundings and your environment. What colors do you have in your bedroom? Should you shift those colors? Think about that. 
And, you know, I, I already have, have had my conversation with Walla and it's recorded and um, it, was, it was just a little bit ago. And I'm thinking now, you know, it would have been really interesting to ask her about, you know, she had said she has a background in interior design and it would have been really interesting to ask her about what she thinks about how people implement the colors into their homes and why and what you should change and shift because I'm sure those energies play into how you're affected like I told you. I like my whites. I like the brights. I like the muted, beautiful blush tones. Um, you know, I think, you know, I have colors from my office out on the internet that you can easily find and on my Instagram especially. And I have a lot of blush, pink, peach mixed in with a very, very light gray and a lot of white. And it vibrates beautifully in here and it feels so good and it's just so pretty to me. Some people would love a lot of red and, and perhaps purple and yellows around them. That would be what's so pretty to them, you know? And it's all about what our personal frequencies are, where we stand. And also these things can shift, right? Because as your frequencies change, because you change, we're always changing. The things we want to be around, the things we want to see, what we enjoy vibrating around also shifts. And that's why some people need a makeover for their home and they need, you know, a new bedspread or they need, and, and think about how it has to do a lot of times with perhaps color. Granted me, I always have a gray bedspread because that's what works in my bedroom and the, the color scheme that I set up with all my beautiful pink accents, but it doesn't necessarily mean the color you choose is what is tying into your mood or the healing that you need, but it can. And that's my point. And I think I just went roundabout and hopefully I'm driving my point home here about a little bit with color healing and how colors work and how they play into our lives. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Walla next. Walla is a certified color therapist and certified color consultant from Doha, Qatar. She's also a qualified interior designer, yoga teacher, and active member of Color Marketing Group. She creates change for her clients with color. Her intuitive and warm characteristics have drawn women from all over the world to work one-on-one -on -one with her to transform their lives. She works with women to overcome life's complications, develop internal confidence, and learn to love and appreciate themselves. Hi, Walla. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been, I feel it's been such a long journey together of just coming together to do something amazing. So I'm really excited to start this off by having you on the podcast today. I know. It's been so interesting. How many years have we been speaking and voice noting? I think it's been like a couple. It's been at least a couple. I mean, yeah. 2020 flew by. So you just have to add that on top of any, any time period that you're thinking because it just went by so fast, right? Yeah. So I would say potentially even over two years. So it's so exciting to be able to do this with you today. And I've been obviously a fan of your work and watching what you do. And I love your passion when you talk about color. I love your passion when you're talking about the work you do and how you get lit up. And I remember, I still remember you telling me based on, I think you got my birth date mm. and I don't, I don't remember if I had to give you the time or not. Again, this was like two years ago, but yeah. I remember you telling me that the color orange was something for me. And, and I remember you telling me a little bit about it. People can't see your face, but your face just lit up so cute right now. <laughs> Yay, colors, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I remember you giving me a little bit of information about it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so pumped. She's so interesting. So it's going to be a really fun conversation today. And let's just dive in with you telling the listeners about your story. You know, how did you get to the point right now of you doing this work with color and your color healing? Oh, okay. So I was 24 at the time, maybe a little bit younger. And I was going through like a big shift. I was looking around me and I couldn't find anything to make that would make me happy. I was looking for purpose. I was looking for meaning. I was finishing interior design and it just didn't feel like it was what I wanted it to be. It didn't have a soul. And I was in Japan and I was having, oh, I was in this really horrible, toxic marriage, extremely abusive in so many different ways. And 
I was just really lost and I was losing people left and right and I had no idea what. But then I was just praying constantly. I was like, please give me something. And then one night I had like heard this really strong voice in, inside of me that's like, okay, just park everything and just be present and like you will see magic. And I was like, okay, fine. I've done everything. <laughs> um, and then I... I did that and then like what flowed was like I found this course on on color and then it was just first about like color consultations and like what looks good at you, what looks good on you etc but then I wanted more and then I started doing color therapy and angel channeling and then I started just really channeling and tuning into the colors themselves and asking spirit and asking color to actually tell me what to do next like I just I'm talking to you now and I just finished um, a workshop and I, I since I work started working my intuition with color I never plan a workshop I just say okay this is the title this is what we're going to do and then on the day I just flow with everybody's energy wow and this is what color gave me it gave me my intuition it gave me purpose and um and just the just transform my life completely. So there's two questions I have for you for you from this this intro here that you gave us. The first is, were you intuitive before you started dialing into color or did color truly open up your intuitive side? I was intuitive before, but I think everybody is. Were you aware of it though? You know, were you working with your intuition? Were you getting no, downloads with it? Okay. So it was really when you dialed into color that all of it started in open. Yeah, I knew it. I knew there was this voice. I just didn't believe it. I didn't understand it. I didn't know when I needed it. I didn't know how to get to it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to find it. And fast forward seven years from then, I just like click my finger and like I'm tuned in whenever I want. Like I'm able to do that. And color gave me the ability to do that. And that leads into my second question, which is, it was so interesting how you said that the way that, you know, someone like me would necessarily go to a specific spirit for a download or a spirit guide or, you know, mediumship or doing a reading with a crossed over spirit, you just made the entity sound like color. Yeah. And so that is very interesting to me. And I caught that. And I was like, we need to go back to that because that's amazing. So... Tell me a little bit about that. Do you go to the, the frequency of all color and, and just the, the energy of color in general? Or do you go to specific colors and get information from, you know, you're dialing into the color blue, for example? How does that work for you? Okay. So what you're describing, I do a mix of both. Okay. Um, the thing about this is every color has a certain wavelength and the bandwidth of information. Okay, and then you have the shades of the colors, the hues of the colors, and the mixes of the colors, and everything, and the combination, and they, they're all talking to each other. So when I'm tuning to a color, it usually, sometimes it appears to me, sometimes someone has it, and then we'll, I'll just tune into that vibration and talk to the color. Okay. Try to understand what it's trying to say. Sometimes I'll be sitting like this, and I'm like, okay, so what are you trying to do here? <laughs> and, and then I'll figure it out. I mean, we'll figure it out together, me and the color. <laughs> it's a team effort. So when you're dialing into color, do you go into the different shades of the color or is it a, the general, you know, for example, pink, that's always my go-to. So like with pink, you can tell from my background, you know, so with pink, would you, would you dial into maybe like a blush pink or a magenta pink and like specifically go into that for a reading? How does that work? Okay. So a blush pink is a completely different energy than a magenta pink. They're like sisters, but they're completely, they're like, they're born in the same house, but, but they're not the same at all. Okay. Um, one of them is energetic and wants to move and get stuff done. It's very out there. It's very extroverted. And the other one is, is quite loving, compassionate, kind. And like in the, it doesn't like to be the center of attention. So each, each of these have their own, uh, it has their, each color, each pink has its beauty, it has its message, it has its light side and its shadow side. So 
every color and then you have also not only the color it's always important to see the other color that comes in because it completes the sentence it completes the message what do you mean the other color that comes in so usually when we're when we're working with color uh, we always think it's only one color that we're attracted to or one color that's showing up most of the time it's at least two Okay. It completes the sentence because one color can be a little bit too general. And when you're talking about these two colors, is it two shades of the same color or two different colors? Two different colors. Okay. okay. Uh, and what I found was so interesting too, just to not go past that without without going a little bit into what you were saying about the pink, was when you were talking about the different frequencies and the energies and what symbolizes the pink. I'm pretty sure that everybody listening can guess which one was magenta oh, yeah. and which one was blush based on what you said. And so why is that? Like, it made me wonder, like, while you were talking, my brain kind of went to this place of, okay, when we're talking about magenta, that's definitely not the, the loving compassion one that stands in the background. That's the one that you were saying is out there, right? Because I can't imagine that the blush pink is the one that's out there. And so it's interesting that intuitively, even though I'm not studying color, I don't get the downloads that you do about color that way. What were you saying? We all know it. We all know it. And so that's fascinating to me. Why is it that my eye is looking at a certain shade of pink? And when you're talking about it, I know the energy you mean. I just know. It's not like I studied it. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like in school, I, I was taught or my family taught me that a darker color is more out there. And But we just know, right? Yeah. When I'm wearing a blush color, I'm just mellow and I'm wearing this like gentle, soft color. But if I'm wearing magenta, like your beautiful lipstick, it's bold. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. And how do we know that though? We just do. And I find that fascinating. It's just feel it. It's just, we're all, like I said in the beginning, we're all intuitive. And these vibrations, we feel them. The thing is like, we don't, um, a lot of people won't, some people won't have these feelings or say that they don't. It's because they're not open to their feelings. You know this conversation or this um, this graphic of a man sees only red, blue, and whatever, and then a woman would see like so many different shades of yes. and hue. And for me, that's just the perfect explanation of how how we are open to color or not. So, in this graphic, men are less open to their feelings. They are taught to block their feelings, so their spectrum of color is less. There their um their the colors that they see are less the colors they connect with are less and then women are taught to be emotional etc so we see a lot of this so color is really like it just directly talks to our subconscious directly talks to our emotions so we feel it always we know i love that that makes sense okay so i'm sure everybody's wondering about your process so mm -hmm. Let's dive into discussing this process of yours. Tell us about your work. I know that obviously when you are, and, and we'll talk about it as far, we'll go into workshops later. So let's talk about a one-on-one -on -one session. And how do you, like, what, what is a color reading with you like? And what is a color healing with you like? Because I noticed you had two. I and I find that interesting. <laughs> So can you kind of go into the difference between the two and what it looks like? Obviously, no session is the same, but in general, yeah, yeah. what is the process like? So really a color reading is an analysis session. It's a session that will look at your birth chart, look at like, not really your total chart, just your birthday. And I will also turn into your energy and I'll see which colors you were born with. So the day you were born represents the color you came here with into this life. The month you were born is the challenges that you're meant to have and meant to work on in this life to develop this energy and this personality and this color. And then we can dive into the year and we'll just really look at it from that, from a color perspective, look at the choices you made and where are you really blocked and where are you really struggling? So... This is basically a color reading. It's an analysis session. And a lot of the times I'll let it flow because I'll just let the intuition, my intuition guide me and see what you need the most. Like I'll just, because I don't like to control things. I believe that just whatever people need, I can give them during the time that I have. And, um, and, this, and this is what I do with all my sessions. A color healing, on the other hand, is not that. It's not an analysis. I don't go into anything. We don't have we don't really have 
have a conversation. We go in, take a deep breath. I'll tune into your energy. Maybe you'll tell me I'm struggling with one, two, three. And then I'll just tap into that and work with it with color and sound. I use sound because sound match. I love matching the sound frequency with the color frequency. And sometimes I'll use the color and the complementary sound frequency. And I'll just play around with the energy like that and just have it kind of um, um, release blocks and move and shift things in your body. And then the third thing I do is I do different, I do a package, so a whole program, so a program designed for you. We work together um, six weeks minimum. Usually I have a three weeks, but I really like to work six weeks minimum. So for you to actually see transformation and we do a combination of understanding what are, what is your mind? What are the beliefs that are blocking you? We release them with color, um, give you a lot of homework, a lot of transformation work. And yeah, so these, this is how I like to work. I feel like this is a great process for a lot of people who, when they're trying to do, you know, any type of self-help work and self-healing, this is such a great tool for you to give them because then it's so easy for them to walk away without having to remember details or go into too much thought. And they can just think about the colors and the information you gave them, and then they can help themselves carry forward even when they're not doing a session with you working with that color is that sort of how it works too where they get that information about themselves and they can continue their healing yes so what i I really 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 believe in empowering people i don't want the people who come to me to depend on me i want to give them the tools so what i'll do is while we're working with the sessions i will be like ah okay so let's check in where's this color in your body for example is one of the things we do and then I will always give them the meaning, and I will all and usually and I will have I have like a basic color meaning manual that I will give it I'll give to people, um, and I'm just like teaching them how to work with the energy. The thing is like when you're working with with a coach or a mentor or a healer or whatever you want to call it, you can go deeper because they can hold your hand and move you more to like with your fears happening. They're holding you when we're doing work alone, sometimes we're not able to go as deep. So I like to create a combination for people. But mostly I love working on empowering them. And color is so intuitive. You just like open that door for people and they'll get it. Yeah. And I've I've noticed that too. And what I found so interesting was when I was initially training shamanically, uh, obviously color doesn't come into, I shouldn't say obviously as if everybody knows this, but okay. So I know color doesn't come into the shamanic training very much at all. However, what was really interesting for me, and I thought of you at this point because you were my color girl. And I remember at one point when we were learning about, there were these, you know, it's, it's similar to chakras, but it's, it's a band of energy that's, that's in the Peruvian shamanic tradition. And when we were finally integrating color in this, they, you know, it was interesting because they were, they weren't even vibrant colors, which I was like, man, like, what about all the pretty colors, you know, being me and the girl, the girl that I am. But, you know, it was like the blue and the blacks. And I remember spirit telling me because I'm, I'm this, you know, I, I was like the rebel in the class and my podcast listeners know this, that when I'm taught anything, when I was training, it was always spirit saying, well, you can do it this way instead, you know? <laughs> And so when I was, when I was learning this spirit was like, this is a basis, but you know what, when you bring in color frequency, so I love what you say about the band and the frequencies because I see them. And so when I was learning about it, it was so interesting because spirit was like, just tell this person to breathe in this color. There's been times where spirit has said, have them pretend they're tasting this color or smelling this color. And that helps them tune into the frequency, even though, you know, who, who's eaten blue, right? But at the same time, you know, you've eaten a blueberry, it probably gives you some sort of reference point or something, I assume, right? But, you know, orange is really easy because you think of orange, you know, as the orange. But in general, it's so interesting to me that, you know, we just know how to dial into those frequencies when you're guiding someone. It doesn't take this background of knowledge. And I found it so interesting that spirit was like, you're going to bring color in for people too. So it makes so much sense, everything you're saying, because 
color is huge and it's not a huge part of my sessions with people. I wish it was, it would be nice to go hand in hand with what you, you know, Hey, we should team up. But you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think that it gives someone, like you said, the tools to walk away and have a very easy go-to that's not, what were all those steps that I needed to do? You know, I had to, I had to open my crown and then bring in the light and what is all this stuff, you know, versus just, I'm working with these frequencies because I'm just remembering my colors. But also the beauty, beautiful thing about color, it's just also it's on a day to day. So when you open your closet and you're like, ah, I'm feeling this today, you're grabbing it. You're saying your subconscious is telling you things. So you're, you're, you're constantly understanding yourself through the color, your color choices, whatever, and how you feel. It's really connected to how you feel. So it's so intuitive. So. I saw somewhere, I, this came up for a reason, and I'm trying to remember why I had this question for you, but I'm assuming maybe it was something you had said. But I wanted to ask you how color work ties into numerology. Mm, okay. Because everything is connected. Like, like I said, like the sound frequency is similar to the color frequency. And yes, the numerology. Right. So I am not a big, the numerology um, readings, I don't feel, I don't feel very aligned with them, but indication um, of what a color is or what this, this date means, I get it from the numbers because one is red, two is orange, etc. Okay. And how many, nine, how many numbers are there? Nine. Okay. Yeah. So there's nine general, nine general colors. colors yes. What are the colors? Red, orange, yellow, which is me. Um, well, I'm a yellow red combination. Um, yellow, <laughs> green, blue, indigo, violet, silver, magenta, and gold. Very interesting that magenta is part of this yeah. list that I didn't know. I understand the metallics and, and, and this is based on the chakra system and certain things I've yeah. studied with that. Um, but that's, that's so interesting to me that magenta is there and it makes sense why it would be there because, you know, technically pink is red with yeah. white, but at the same time, it's, it's really, you know, you're, none of these other colors are about just the vibration of just one. And so this one is, is standing alone. That's very Yeah. But also like, these are like kind of like the general, color personalities okay but when you're working with color you have turquoise you have aqua and you're like what aren't they the same they're not right what about sea green that's coming to my mind i love sea green what's the story behind sea green the green is more <laughs> of like a more green than blue okay and so what does that stand for what would sea green symbolize just off top the top of my, of my head, head is these this two color combination is really about really listening to your heart authentically and expressing your heart authentically and just allowing it to flow, allowing it to move and, and going deeper into your heart as well. Listening that makes to sense. And again, the, the green tying into the heart chakra, it's so interesting how all of this knowledge yeah, it's ties all, together. It's what all, does, I don't think one is without the other. I think it's just all tied in together. It's just that I always tell my clients, it's different doors, same room. Just find your door. Right. That's a really good way to put it. Absolutely. And that's why I love with this podcast too, I want people, the whole point is everything that I bring forward is for people to think about how to heal. And I want to bring beautiful, amazing practitioners that I know are authentic and true to my listeners so that they can not only learn about certain different things, but to know that they have the option of those practitioners because all of it can bring them towards the same room through different doors, which is their healing, you know, and their own self-discovery and their path. So I love that you just said that. I, I, before we move on, I want to ask you about the frequency of silver. Ooh, frequency of silver. You know, funny, it's never yeah. been something that I worked with. We, me and silver have not been like connecting very much. Uh, yeah, it's not a color that I work with very much, but it's it's a frequency of healing that 
feels a bit, I don't, it's not that I don't know it. I know it generally, but it's just, yeah, it doesn't feel like I could, because my work is very focused on orange, on deeper colors, but silver is a healing mm -hmm. frequency. It's a high frequency, but I feel it kind of disconnects us from the body. And I like to work in the body. Interesting. I was wondering about silver just because I'm curious what you think about this. Um, when I used to give people the grounding mm -hmm. meditation, I initially would say, you know, imagine vines coming down from your feet into the ground and into the earth, right? And depending on who I work with, spirit tells me to imagine them as silver vines. And I'm curious on your take on why, because sometimes they, you know, spirit wants them to imagine the green vines, yeah. the plants, right? But sometimes if the person needs more grounding in a certain way, because, and in my mind, I assumed I never even asked spirit and now I'm analyzing it myself out loud with all of you. But, you know, I, I thought maybe it was like hematite, you know, even though hematite's not quite silver, it's a deeper, darker, richer color, but I'm curious just, you know, intuitively even what you would pick up on why. Well, I, what it feels lines. to me is like getting also a healing exchange from the earth. Because we tend to forget that, you know, a lot of people will be working on the higher stuff or whatever. And then when we ground, we don't understand that grounding is also something that we do to kind of um, exchange energies with the earth. And allow the earth yeah. to heal us or the mother mother energy mm -hmm. to heal us and i feel like the silver is bringing that energy in when yeah which which is which makes sense to why i was even i'm i'm the same as you in the sense of why i think mm. of hematite you know it's it's that same i i hematite's one of my favorite stones to work with and it's so grounding and it's healing and it ties it to earth energy for me so that's that's great that, again, it's like the similar answers coming from completely <laughs> different places. So I want to know more about the different types of work that you do. You know, what are your workshops like? What kind of workshops do you set up? And, you know, you do you intuitively just pick up on, do you get a download on the name? And you're like, that's what I'm going to do. Yes. And I'm going to run with this. Can you tell me a little bit about your workshops? So what I'll do is so you should be like, okay, so what do we need people need this month? And then I'll kind of be doing like a little bit of listening, um, like energetically and intuitively. And then I'll just choose it. And, and, and also during it, like I will just do, you know, my preparation of just like breathing, grounding myself, being in it, being aware and aligned. And then I'll just during the workshop, it's very funny. It's like, I'll just, they'll be like talking to me and tell me, okay, this is what's happening next. And I have no, sometimes I'll be teaching color breathing that I've never taught before. And it just comes. Like actually today, something like that happened. And I'm like, what are you asking me to do? I'm like, okay, fine. What happened today? Um, this is like, I can't even remember. Because I'm like downloading so much. And it's energy but um right because i always do a prayer before i, I start before i begin and mm -hmm. and then i'll just like gather the energies open the energy up um and then what i'll be doing is like i'll get people to move so my workshop um especially lately have been really about using color visualization to tap into the subconscious so the subconscious would move the energy out of your body it would move pain out of your body and i do that with breathing with body movement and visualization combined and also bringing the sound so I do a lot of complex different energies bringing them together to just kind of push out um to push out a lot of heaviness and today Oh, there was a lot of stuff that came out. I'm just so excited because the responses of people were like, oh, yeah, I feel like a boss now. <laughs> and I feel really good. It's just the combination of, of all of this stuff. Um, and it's just really fun. And I really want, I really, really, really intend to have people understand and feel that even though this work is challenging and puts us in a vulnerable space and we're tuning into like our shadow, it can be fun. We can, we can move it through love. 
And do you, speaking of shadow, that just made hmm. me think of another question for you. Do you ever see and work with, you know, you told me the nine colors, but obviously it expands so much further than that, as you were explaining with the turquoise and aqua, but do you ever see certain shades of, you know, grays and, and have to clear them and work with it as far as the colors you don't want and then clear? Or do you only work with the colors you do want that are for the benefit? Um, of I don't color? usually see them as gray. I see them as darker shades or muddy shades. Okay. Okay. And, and, and that's when it's stagnant and when it's not moving and I know I need to move it. Uh, I work with shadow. I believe shadow is very important. It's more important. Than I do too. Um, because without dealing with the shadow, we won't be able to tune into the love without releasing it, without accepting it, without being compassionate with ourselves and be, without being, without accepting all of us because we're not here to be angels. We're here to be human. And human means both the shadow and the light. It means duality and we need to accept all of us all of, to be able to accept yourself you have to accept your fears your your, your dark secrets and all of this and uh, and if we don't and if we avoid that we won't be able to reach a place of love even your trauma you need to like embrace it and and allow yourself to heal it slowly gently lovingly and that does not happen without you accepting without you accepting um yourself in the shadow. So what do you recommend for people? Because what the question I get from a lot of people who are newer to their journey is, you know, first of all, they're always like, what is this shadow work I hear about? Right. So they, you know, first you explain what it is, but then I find that a lot of people, and, and I could relate to this because when I was studying shadow work, I had a similar question of, you know, how do I really understand and know what my shadows are? You know, yes, I know there's a list of things wrong with me or things that have happened to me. And, and you, it's, it's this judgmental thing, right? But how do you take it out of that box? And how would you guide someone who says, well, what are my shadows though? You know, yes, I understand that I have a light and a dark and I understand my dark, but what is my dark place? Because some people really can't see themselves. And how do you, how do you guide someone on how to basically put that mirror in front of them? Ooh, there's really so many ways. The dark stuff? But one of the things I like to do is, is tap into desires. Um, so what is yeah. interesting is I always ask people, what is the thing that you really, really want, but you don't even tell yourself you want, you're just ashamed of it. You hide it somewhere. You don't tell anyone about it. And this is really where your shadow work begins. It's the stuff that is the dreams that you think you can have so you don't even speak them. It's the it's the desire that you feel ashamed to have. And then you can work with the judgmental stuff. This is easy. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I love that. And I do that a lot with my PR clients where so many people are afraid and, and I don't know why they think of it as a negative, but so many people are afraid to admit that they want to be known. Right. And when you have a publicist, it's about, I've had that one. What'd you say? Most people do. It's, it's almost like you feel like you're not allowed. You feel like it's your ego, like it's the wrong reason. And you know, especially when it comes to the conscious clients that I have, which at this point they all are, even, even with my talent side, it's the fact that I always tell people, first of all, just know that if you're, if you feel like you're meant to be known, if you want to be quote unquote famous, which is the word that has a strange energy behind it. Right. And so I'm always like, take that word out, right? Like let go of that word. Cause that word is ego. But if you're meant to feel like you're, you're supposed to be known, and, and work with, especially me and my company with Conscious Living, um, or even with me at, at MLC, you know, obviously I'm a conscious publicist that knows who I want to work with and who I don't, especially at this point. And if so, it's because people are seeing and you know within yourself that you're, you have a message to share. You have something you're supposed to bring to the world, right? And I find it so interesting because when you said desires, I was like, that's like a shadow for people of 
they're so scared to say, I want to be known. Right. And another one taking out the business side of it is Uh, I want, I want love. And when they want love, they're ashamed of the kind of love they want. They're ashamed that if they might want someone who has money or if they want someone who uh, is really attractive and they don't like that, they have to say that that's on their list because a lot of times when I talk to clients, I'm like, well, what are you looking to manifest? Right? Like if you don't know what you want, can't ask the universe for it if yeah. you don't truly tune in. And so I find it so interesting the thing that about, you said that. Okay. What do you think about so, it? So throughout history, we've been taught through religion that desire is bad. Okay, this is one of the ties of the programming. Desire is something bad and um, and wanting money is bad, money is evil, and being fa- all famous people are bad. They're etc. They're this, they're that. There's so many labels to them. Okay, and then we only have this idea of people with money. We only have this idea of people who are famous. And they are people who promote sex and blah, 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 you know. And, um, and we forget the other side. And we forget the other side because we're not taught the other side. We, like, a lot, of, a lot of these teachings are fear-based. They need to make you afraid of your power. And so, mm-hmm. so I find desire something very interesting and something we should not be ashamed of, something we should embrace. And this is one of the biggest things that I work, I personally work on, and also um, work with my clients with is uh, is desire and and being okay wanting these things. It's just the, think these things that we don't speak into into being are the most. Yeah, because we feel shameful for the things that we want. Do you associate color with people's specific yeah. desires? Do you work that way? That I was thinking maybe you would, yeah. and that sounds really interesting to me. So can you give me an example of, you know, I have to ask, this is so almost like cliche, but like, I wonder if the answer is yes. You know, with money, is, is the color green? It's, it's only in the States. <laughs> or gold. Uh, or in the West. Um, but I find that money is red and gold. Red. I I believe in Chinese tradition, it's also red, right? Red and gold. In Chinese tradition, it's also red and gold, I believe. Like you see that. When I see it around someone's aura and I know they're coming into money or they have money coming their way, I see gold. I don't see green either. But I was just curious. I was like, you know, but you're right. That's paper money. money, Everywhere else in the world, it's not green. Um, But the thing is... um, with with the money energy with the red and why I say red and gold because red is a color that helps you materialize things and and it's the root it, chakra which again everything you say I tie back to something outside your body all right it's chakra. an energy a high frequency it's higher than you mm-hmm. to pull it down you need the red which is a heavy energy that will bring it And then the gold, that's so interesting to me because the gold is what it, what it is. Yeah. That's what I see on the outside of someone. That's amazing. I love it. I feel like, <laughs> okay, let's play a game. I'm going to tell you all kinds of things and you tell me what color they are. <laughs> well, I, I love this. I love the work that you do. I'm so appreciative of you coming on and can you please let everybody know how to find you online? Um, so they can, they can find me on color-ways.com, American Spelling. Um, also on Instagram, W-A-L-A-A dot colorways. Um, yeah, I'm on both. <laughs> and I can tell you she's very easy to find. Um, you know, her. she has a really great link on her Instagram. So you guys can just click through that. And I will obviously put this all in show notes so you guys don't have to rewind and and write it all down and everything. So you guys will be able to find that. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation. Likewise. And we'll, we'll be in touch soon. Thank you again. Colors are so simple yet so complex. And there's so many different ways to bring in colors for your self exploration and for your healing. And even though we just barely brushed over it, you know, colors tying into numerology and how while I had explained that, you know, red is the color one and so on, 
and how that ties into your birth month and your birthday and what that means for you and your challenges and ways that you can heal. It's all tied together. And again, to repeat what we discussed in the episode just now, it's interesting how there are all these different doors that go to the same room, right? And that is what I'm always trying to do with this podcast is just give you so many different options and and help bring forward so many different amazing people and modalities and different aspects of metaphysics and spirituality so you can choose what door or doors, right? For me, it's multiple doors that I enjoy going through to get to the same room, but which doors work for you? And so if maybe shamanic work and things that are a little overly woo-woo don't resonate, but it makes sense for you and your logical mind to have a little bit more of intuition opening up through the use of color and working with color, that could be really great for you. You know, if, if you have a lot of skepticism, then color could be really great because colors just make you feel good. You don't even have to dive into the woo-woo part of any of this, and you can just dial into the fact that a certain color makes you feel a certain way right? And so that being said, I think I'll just leave you with that today and I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much as always for listening. I love you all. I love your DMs. I love that this podcast is growing. This tiny little passion project of mine is becoming something where I'm getting so much amazing feedback. I have people who are, you know, asking me to come on the show and it's honestly, truly such an honor. And I wouldn't be here without you guys listening. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to subscribe and rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. You can also find me on Instagram at Healing with Mona and visit my website at www.consciousthealingco.com and send me a message there if you want to work with me one-on-one. Until next time, this is Mona Loring signing off and sending you all the good vibes.